0: Hello and welcome to the Anyone Can Change podcast with me, your host, Emma Dunwoody. For the first 20 years of my adult life, I lived a life that I thought I should live. I married the man, we had the kids, I had the career, we had all the things. However, most of the time I felt sad, unfulfilled and lost. At 28, I was diagnosed with depression and panic disorder and as it turns out, this was one of the greatest gifts of my life because that was the time I first fell in love and became obsessed with human behaviour. Why do we do the things we do and how can we change it? This podcast is going to be a place where I share Everything from my years of study and experience with my hundreds of clients and thousands of hours to serve you, to give you what you need so that you can create the change that you have long been desiring. So join me on this journey, mind, body and spirit, so that you can change too. Hey, hey. Hello everyone out there and welcome to podcast number 10. Today I am going to talk about um, beliefs and I'm going to start with a quote, a Henry Ford quote and that is, if you believe you can or you believe you can't, you're right and this is a fundamental truth. Our beliefs are actually only convenient assumptions. And I imagine there's a fair few of you out there that are like, nah, bullshit, and it triggers you that I even said it. But it's the truth. Beliefs are only a convenient assumption. Now, these little convenient assumptions, though, they're incredibly powerful within our, <clears throat> our mind and our behavior because it makes, they make up um, one of our filters in our brain, along with values and attitudes and metaprograms and a couple of others. Now, what these filters do is at any one moment, and I know I've mentioned this before, at any one moment we're being exposed through our senses to four billion bits of information. And within those four billion bits, it runs through our filter system and our beliefs being one of them. And so incredibly powerful part of them so if we have a belief about the world like um, I believe I can't run that's you know I believe I I can't run no matter how hard I try I can't run that is definitely I still own that Ooh, in fact I shifted a belief around that the other day Mm, I'll keep you posted anyway up until the other day definitely a belief of mine now What that means is that I have spent years and years and years trying to run. And I'll say, oh, I try to fall in love with it. I really wish I could be a runner. But you notice my language? None of my language is actually supporting being a runner. Because if I had a belief that anyone could run, then I'd be like, oh, all I have to do is just go and run every day and then I'm a runner. And I know that logically, however unconsciously where 95% of our behavior comes from my belief says I'm not a runner so it doesn't matter how much my frontal cortex my conscious mind tells me or I tell it I am a runner I am a runner I am a runner I love running I love running I love running it's not going to shift because it's in my conscious mind not my unconscious mind now This is one of the reasons why affirmations can be really hit and miss because we do an affirmation with our our conscious mind, with our analytical mind. We read a book with our analytical mind. We get inspired by authors and writers, I mean, speakers and experiences and stories and that all happens in our conscious mind. The thing is, is that we then... um, expect to be inspired into change and that it's a completely different part of our mind of our brain it's our unconscious mind that is governing all of those behaviors it governs all of the things like our heart um, our breathing all of the things that are on autopilot because if we actually consciously had to think to do those all day every day we wouldn't have time to do anything you know like we'd be like excuse me i need to go and consciously digest my food and go and shut ourselves in a room for two hours so this is why we need to and I really implore you all to get to understand your beliefs and how beliefs work because they are really governing your experience so that begs the obvious question how do we know what our unconscious beliefs are if they're unconscious well the clue is in your reality so what does your world look like? What are the results that you're getting? So there'll be areas of your life um, that, you know, like I have a belief that I'm a really good communicator. No surprise there, I'm a coach. I'm paid a lot of money to communicate. I have a belief that I'm a good person. Um, I have a belief that I'm kind. So there's a lot of identity beliefs that will show you evidence you will see evidence in your life of what those beliefs are now there's also going to be evidence of you know like look at your bank account your bank account is a reflection of your belief on money and look at your weight how fit are you how healthy are you that's a reflection of your beliefs on health and well-being how successful you are how you are as a parent um You know, what I see a lot is a lot of resourceful beliefs around success and making money and financial growth. However, some I see probably uh, more unresourceful beliefs about around self-worth and um, being enough and that we, you know, having to work hard for money and those sort of things. Now one of the things that I do want to state at the outset and I had a conversation about this with someone yesterday is that our beliefs are our beliefs. so please do not ever let anyone tell you what you should or shouldn't believe. It's not up to anyone, and especially not a coach, to tell you, well that's that's a shit belief. you need to get rid of it. No, there is no such thing as right or wrong. We create our beliefs mostly below the age of seven why because we have no filters below the age of seven, seven and whatever an adult says to us is our truth so it goes into our unconscious mind and then that's how we operate for the rest of our life unless we become conscious and do something about it so what i want you to understand is that those beliefs were created at that age to keep you safe to make sure you received and felt loved. You know, the, the three universal fears are not being good enough, not being loved and not belonging. So these beliefs are actually created at a very young age to make sure that we do not fall into either three of those fears. <clears throat> so beliefs are always created to serve us, not to trip us up. It's just that the unconscious mind doesn't have conscious thought. It can't step back and go, oh, well, this doesn't this doesn't serve us anymore. It just keeps playing it on um, like a heartbeat. It just keeps playing it. it, keeps playing it and playing it and playing it until there's an opportunity to shift it or change it and it starts to play something new. Now you need to understand that it's important to realise and work out why this was created in the first place so that you can go through a process of saying well thanks thanks in a child that part of me that's still five or six thank you for creating this belief that kept me um loved safe and a part of the the tribe or the family You know, I had a conversation um, the other day with someone and, you know, he was saying that he's always had this belief because he grew up in a family where um, money was scarce. So he had this belief, he decided, this very, very strong decision that that would never be his story, that he would make money and take care of a family and he would never let his family experience that. So this is a situation where his belief has become this guiding principle that has really created huge financial security within his world his life his family However it's now coming to a point where he's like well I want to I want to see what I'm really made of and it doesn't mean I don't mean making money I mean what is my greater purpose here on earth what is um this this soul capable of so his belief system that served him for so long is now like okay is this still serving me because this need to strive and um make a lot of money served so well but now he's become super great at Um, doing all of those things and set up for for life. So it's time to go, okay, cool. So maybe I need to shift my focus. Maybe I need to shift to a a governing principle belief that is all about um, the wholeness of life, about well-being, you know, making money and having fun, um, spending or experiencing more life from different perspectives or whatever that might be for him. So the purpose of this little train that I've gone off on is that I don't want you to demonize your beliefs, okay? You created them um, from a place of love to take care of yourself. Your ego did that to keep you safe. So when we come to a point where we want to change it, then we need to be aware of and be grateful for the initial reason it was created. And then just be able to say like, is this still serving me or not? So one of the other things I just wanna to touch on because I've mentioned the inner child. So what, what can happen is that as a child, our um, evolution, so our emotional and um, our, yeah, our evolution, our consciousness gets stunted for some reason. And we create a belief, let's say, the doozy that so many people have is I'm not good enough. So what happens is that, let's say, um, let's use one of mine. I was diagnosed as dys- dyslexic and therefore I decided that I was stupid. That, And I used to say, like I used to say, I can't read, I can't spell, um, I don't get it, I don't know. A lot of those things, because of this undercurrent, this... Belief that I was stupid. Now, what happened is that when I was diagnosed in grade two, there was a part of my consciousness, a part of my um, emotional, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? There's a part of me that just my evolution got stunted in that moment, all around learning, and I didn't, I didn't grow, I didn't evolve, so I stayed as the child so even to the point where in my 20s I still believed that I couldn't learn I couldn't learn like other people learn and every time I was put in that situation I would literally be that seven or eight year old kid again I would be behaving in that way now it's important to understand that this is this is happens to everybody so don't think that oh yeah point the finger at someone yeah I know exactly someone like that they always behave like a child around da, 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 da. but that's never me it's all of us unless you have the perfect parent which is impossible um, there will be parts of your psyche that never evolved and they're still the inner child and they come out to to play or to lead when it's areas of our life that we didn't actually have the opportunity to grow up in <clears throat> So our beliefs around those areas will be very immature. So that is one of the ways, and I'll talk a little bit more um, in a moment, but one of the ways to shift beliefs is evolution. We need to grow up. We need to grow ourselves up, honor the child within us, give that child what he or she needs, um, whether that's attention, being heard, love, whatever those things are, and then continue our evolution in that area of our life so for example with me um, changing my beliefs around um now i genuinely believe i am super intelligent i know it i know i am super super intelligent and it was a process over time you know i read my first novel cover to cover when i was 31 you know, up until that point, I didn't really read books. And if I did, I'd listen to audio books, which I do a lot of now. But now I've read hundreds of books cover to cover, maybe thousands of books cover to cover. But it was all part of my belief. So over time, you know, I learned about dyslexia. And did you know that one of the symptoms, for the one of a better word, of dyslexia is genius? Um, Albert Einstein was dyslexic. Um, then the other thing that I learned... About was when I started to learn about the brain. I was like, oh wow, I just process differently. I just process through different modalities. I'm an experiential learner. Like if you're dyslexic or you've ever been um, uh, diagnosed like that, or someone else, someone you know has been diagnosed with with dyslexia, it's because they're an experiential learner. That's the way they process information. Put me in front of someone. My eldest son's the same. Put me in front of someone, and I can do what what we call intuitively model. So, I can watch someone play a sport or I can hear someone speak about something. And if I'm in that moment, if I'm watching, like being a part of that moment, like I can literally just get up and do whatever they're doing off the charts. So, this is the thing when I started to learn how the brain worked and how learning worked and how we learn through different modalities and how we can layer the modalities for better learning and that we all have leading modalities. Then I started to expand my belief around that. Okay. Now, one of the things that I do want to say that's important is do not be fooled by thinking that you can just decide to believe something new. Sometimes you can, but very rarely. And this is one of the things that kind of bugs me a little bit because it gave me the shits let me be honest early on when it was me walking in those shoes that had all these limiting beliefs and and I was like well I just say affirmations and and do this and just shift it really well why doesn't it happen at, why doesn't it work for me and this is the thing is that you have to understand that a belief is something we need to change in the unconscious mind and you can think it till you're blue in the face, but unless you change the unconscious mind through either expansion, which was what I was talking about with my journey to understanding that I'm in fact highly intelligent, which I genuinely believe we all are. Once we believe we are, we then can evolve our, our intelligence in the best way suited for us, Um But yeah, please don't be fooled into thinking that you can just stick a a sticky note up and that's going to do it because sometimes it might. I mean, repetition is one of the ways you change a belief over and over and over. But you want to be a dog with a bone and you want to be bloody. In fact, you want to be Louise Hay, who says it day in, day out. Every time she looks at herself or said it, bless her, she's not with us anymore. But she's one of the most incredible women um, when it comes to consciousness raising consciousness changing beliefs um so yeah if you haven't read it yet go and get a book you can heal your life it is amazing anyway um the other thing about changing beliefs that i have learned over time and look i can be very um academia based i love a bit of proof however there is a massive I wanted to believe for the longest time that I could just shift any belief whenever I wanted to. And what I've learned over my many, many years of doing this is that, yes, you can shift any belief. If you believe you you can change, you can change. But if you think that you're going to do it exactly when and where and how you say, then you've got another thing coming. Because often our limiting beliefs are some of our greatest lessons they are these things that we literally came to this this earth to learn because once we learn it we must teach it it's why i'm sitting here with you right now banging on about beliefs because i love them because they've been some of my greatest challenges to overcome my deepest um, limiting beliefs so please hear me that sometimes there's just freaking divine timing Sometimes you've just got to be patient and keep turning up to do the work. You know, maybe it is an affirmation that you have to say twice a day. But you can't quit on it. You have to, excuse me, you've got to stick with that knowing that's in you that this belief is to be shifted and will be shifted. But you must learn the lesson too. You know, one of the things I I heard on a um, podcast recently, and I love this because it's so... Um, relevant to my life and that is um a coach that I follow his brother-in-law is a shaman and he um, has lots of people that come to him and want to do ayahuasca and if you don't know what ayahuasca is go google it um I don't have time for this right for that right now but it's a ayahuasca really short in a really short description is a shamanic journey and what you do is you take in um a plant medicine and then you go on a journey and what you do what it does is it actually inhibits a part of the brain where the ego um, and fear and all of those things um, um, live and you get to really connect to your higher self and have a look at all the things that have been blocking you and now what um Jim said about this that I love so much Is he's like his his brother-in-law and him they're like no don't do that don't it's the fast way and this is what I hear all the time and I was that person I just wanted everything to change now I don't like it change it but the thing is we're not here to just freaking change everything like that we're here to learn lessons to grow and evolve and if your belief doesn't shift in the first week you know, And in my case, I've had some that have taken years to shift. But you have to keep turning up and doing the work because it's the person you're becoming that matters, not whether or not you believe some limiting belief. Because the person that you become at the end of the journey, whether it be seven hours on ayahuasca or uh, 15 years of personal development, that's what's important. And I really want you to hear that. That if you want to shift beliefs, it's just as much about learning the lesson as it is about just changing your brain. All right. I'm going to switch gears a little bit. I'm just going to give you an example. So one of the other things that can make shifting beliefs um, more challenging is the layers, okay? So I'm not enough is a very, very deep, deep layer. And um, often, let's say um, if I work with a client and they are in their 40s so they've had decades of years practicing new stories about how they're not good enough whereas some beliefs and experiences and fears can be shifted really quickly a great example of this is just the other day right so anyone out there if you haven't heard of nlp neuro neuro linguistic programming it's incredibly incredibly power powerful um tool for shifting things like phobias Um, it's the basis of hypnosis it's really really powerful language um, tool that can change your brain change your behavior really quickly now why I share this is because I want to talk to you about the layers now my eldest son who's 12 last year Um, him, his brother and Justin were all out um, in the tinny and they had an experience where um, the the weather changed really suddenly and it was a very, very, um, very scary situation where they were in massive waves and they were freezing cold and they were in this tiny little tinny. You know, they probably pushed the limits a little bit far. So he, from that day, got a really deep fear of it. Okay, so it's so palpable that he can just burst into tears at the thought of it. Now, he says to me the other, mo- the, the other morning, "Mummy, I don't want that anymore. So can you do that same brain thing that you did for my um, flying? Because he had a fear of flying as well. I was like, yeah, sure, buddy. So we went through one of the NLP processes and literally within three minutes we'd shifted it. So from something that was paralyzing fear for him to not get on the boat to it's gone. You know, he can still see the pictures in his mind, but there's no fear attached anymore. Now, it's so easy to shift things in him because he's 12. So he doesn't have all the stories of why this belief is true that he's built up over the years. So you've also got to understand that if it's something you've been holding on forever and it's been something that's keeping you safe, your brain is not going to want to give it up. So you need to be more clever and more um, prepared. So this is the process of belief change okay so number one you've got to get clear got to get clear on what your unconscious belief is so if you can't work it out by looking at the results you're getting in your life just get someone to help you ultimately a coach that understands this work in and out because they'll be able to see the clues hear the clues Um, And be able to get out the human code from it, which is, you know, something that I talk a lot about the code Number two, you want to change Well, you want to actually be willing to change it So many people don't actually want to change they say they do because that's the thing to say but when pressed they don't so Do you really want to change? Is it a hell? Yes? Great. You need a hell. Yes. Okay. Fear of success is a classic, you know, people really do fear success and you want to ask yourself the question over and over again, what am I afraid will happen if I succeed? What am I afraid will happen if my business goes to this next level? What am I afraid will happen? Because you will find that the beliefs in there that you have are things like, oh, I won't be able to see my kids enough, Um, you know, people will expect too much of me, I won't be able to do all the work, whatever it is. So there's actually things blocking you. Get clear on what that is and um, that it's a hell yes. Number three, you need to know what your new belief is. Like one of my absolute doozies is um, it used to be no matter how hard I work, it's never enough. And I've shifted it through um, one of the things I'll tell you in a minute, through a process um, to I do my best and my best is enough. It's that simple. So I now know that every time I turn up and do a job and you're talking to an addicted high achiever here who it, it, nothing was ever enough you know i would always try harder and i would always be critical of myself and i've been working on that for years enoughness for years and years and years so yeah sometimes it's a process um so know what you want your belief to be to move to okay so the three ways that you can actually shift a belief is number 1 habit you got to change the habit so you can do it through repetition, repetition, repetition until um, until it literally just becomes a habit like driving a car. OK, so that's the, the car way. Have a process. Keep doing it. Um, be consciously incompetent. Know where you're going until you get to unconscious competency. Number two is the theta brainwaves, okay? So the way your brain is just before you fall asleep and just after you wake up, also in hypnosis, you want to get into theta state and that's when you want to be um, programming the new belief, you know? So um, I would think often at night as I'm falling off to sleep, I will think my, I do my best and my best is always good enough. I do my best and my best is always good enough so once I drop into the the theta state then I have access I'm straight into the unconscious mind now the third way is super learning and look I'm learning more about this for myself at the moment and through a process called psych K which is where we um, engage the subconscious through engaging both both hemispheres of the brain and going through a similar NLP type process Um, to embed the new uh, belief but we talk directly to the unconscious mind through muscle testing it's super super cool and as i learn more about it i've sort of learned a bit about it over the years and i've done a bit on myself Um, i would yeah love to get off and do some training on that to be honest so if anyone out there knows site k please get in touch Um, so they are the ways that you want to change your beliefs that is i've given you a roadmap to do that Oh, wow, another big episode. So that's it for today. Beliefs and belief change work is so incredibly powerful. This is something, if you're new to it, that you need help. So if you need help, please, by all means, reach out. I'm here for you. Now, the next podcast, I'm not sure what we're doing next. We've got a couple of really great... um, list uh subjects on the list like fear life reinvention um and there's a couple of others that are really great on my list so i will get to those next thanks so much for your time and i'll uh hear you next time bye for now hey everyone i want to say a huge thank you for joining me today i have had so much fun hanging with you lot Can I ask that you share this podcast with friends and family and colleagues because it'd be super cool if we could share this work with the world, you know, so we can really make a difference not only to our lives but the lives of others. So, thank you. And you know what? If you want bonus points, it'd be super cool if you could leave a review. I would appreciate it. Thanks again. I've loved having you. I'm so looking forward to the next one. And please remember, anyone can change.